Want to hone your craft as a digital marketer and get expert insights from thought leaders and industry experts? Welcome to the How I Work podcast. I'm your host, Josh Becerra, founder and president of Agurian. Follow us on Twitter at Agurian Tweets or subscribe to our YouTube channel for more great content. Now, here's the episode of the podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Becerra from Agurian. This is episode seven of How I Work. I'm here with Eva Dixon from Kipsu. Thanks for being here, Eva. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. You've got an interesting uh, history. You jumped into the Minneapolis startup scene pretty much after undergrad. You were like the first employee in a Minnesota-based startup and then went on to work with dozens of other startups and kind of customer success, marketing and design. And about five years ago, you joined Kipsu, right? On their customer success team. And a year and a half ago, moved to be the director of marketing. So uh, way to go. And I've been doing a little bit of reading. I know what Kipsu is all about. Basically, it's a guest and customer relationship messaging software. Looks like you guys predominantly in hospitality, higher ed, shopping centers and airports, but I imagine with COVID and things, some of those different industries have gone up and down. So thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited. So one of the things that you and I talked about leading up to this conversation was this idea of integrating sales and marketing teams. And I think you had a really interesting perspective on that. So can you tell us a little bit about how that looks at Kipsu? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is that we actually don't have sales or marketing. Uh, We have what we call the customer partnership team. So we refer to all of our customers as customer partners because we truly believe in this partner relationship where we work with each individual partner and make sure that our solution is working for them. And with that comes this kind of customer partnership team, which we are all responsible for bringing on new customer partners to the Kipsu world. So what's unique about that is those who are traditionally on a marketing role and those traditionally in a sales role are actually all part of one team who share both staffing and goals and managers and everything else. So we're really integrated all into one kind of ecosystem. Yeah, I think that's awesome because a lot of times marketing and sales can have like conflicts or sales can be like, hey, you're not sending us good leads and marketing. They're all super qualified. So I think it's just an interesting way to think about marketing and sales for sure. For sure. And I I can't say that we never have those discussions, Uh, but what's interesting is that everybody's seen the conversation from both sides. So most of our team actually um, has started at Kipsu in some sort of entry level role. So very few folks have come in at a manager level or above, um, which also means that we have a lot of empathy from the very, you know, entry level role of sales and marketing, which on both teams can be an intense job and and a lot of elbow grease goes into both of those roles. And so I think that's a big piece of it is that we have all started in the same place and worked our way up. And I think as far as that kind of conversation, like, oh, you gave us leads and, oh, we didn't close them or whatever that looks like. I think generally speaking, what's interesting about our team is that everybody's coming at it from both angles. So we're able to look at that problem and say, yes, we got the leads and no, they didn't close, but what does that look like? Or they're closing, but we're not able to bring in more uh, similar leads. What does that look like? And approach it from a much more kind of 360 degree view. Yeah. I think it's really cool. That's why I thought it was a great first question. <laughs> yeah, for sure. um, the other thing we talked about was email marketing. I know that you guys do a lot of email marketing. Can you tell us a little bit about how you have that set up and how it's driving results? Yeah. So interestingly enough, um, especially in the industries that we work in, specifically in hospitality, five years ago, almost nobody was really doing email marketing, which 
sounds crazy in the world that we live in now where everybody's doing it. And it's a yeah. uh, thing that's filling up everybody's inboxes. But when we started five years ago, it was a new platform in some ways. And we were able to create this system where we had very highly personalized email campaigns, sometimes down to even a group of 20 contacts working a specific campaign. And we've been able to scale that where we're hitting, we're reaching to bigger markets and, and more people, but still containing that personalized piece of it. But what is interesting is that over the past five years, email has actually become less effective for, I think, a lot of people, but in ourselves included, yeah. and we've actually had to pivot. I and mean, we're starting to bring back in pieces of marketing that I think are in some ways seem antiquated where we've actually started just picking up the phone and calling people and talking to potential customers yeah. um, and working that into our email process because it is a channel that's starting to be a little a little less effective maybe than it was five years ago when we first started and felt like we were pioneering into something that was new and exciting. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's very cool. So when you're doing some of these other tactics and things like what is what are the tools that you're using? What does that look like? What's your email platform? Just talk to me about your tech stack. Yeah, for sure. So we have a unique tech stack in some ways. So our email platform right now is actually built on a home built, like a homegrown solution that we built oh, wow. internally. For many years, we actually worked with a vendor that we had a great relationship with. One of the things that we look at when we look at vendors and we look at tech is it's actually less about the tool. Yes, we need tools to do certain things and they can be great. They can enhance your team. But one of the things that we really qualify vendors on is our relationship with the people there. Because as a company, a small company that we're growing, we oftentimes will partner with companies that are maybe small on their end or growing and we get a lot more personalized attention. We're able to grow with them and have more of an influence into their infrastructure. Yep. And we had one of these great working relationships with our email provider, actually, until about a year ago when, like many early stage companies, they raised money and they got, I think they may have gotten acquired even. And it really changed our relationship dramatically. We were reaching out with tickets saying, hey, this thing isn't working or this is broken or you changed this feature that took away yeah. functionality that we used whatever that looked like. And at some point our goals diverged and we ended up uh, moving away from them, which was in some ways actually like a, was a step for us because we had worked with them for so long and it, we are very loyal to the folks that we work with. And so we ended up leaning into our natural con control freak uh, state and building it in house <laughs> so that we could dig into everything from like domains to spam filters to everything and really have like a very deep control over how we send our emails. Wow. Yeah, that's very cool. Besides email, what other things are you doing or seeing where there's great returns? You talked about picking up the phone and calling people. That is an old art form that's yes. been lost for sure. Yes. Tell me about that or other marketing, where are you spending your marketing dollars? Yeah, I think the phone thing, I have to say we're still pretty new at um, and it's maybe not quite as rolling and grooving as it was right before COVID because that's changed our, all of our marketing tactics. But I will say actually, my kind of unconventional answer to that question is that the thing that we invest the most in is actually our team and our people. So when I look at the thing that makes us the most effective, it's, I think, a combination of our hiring process as well as like how we develop our team over time. As I sure. mentioned, we often hire folks fairly early in their careers and grow into more senior roles, which creates this really deep institutional knowledge and forces everyone on the team to really understand our product and our customers in really deep ways. And I think that no matter what tech you're using, although, like I said, tools can be really effective and important and enhance what you're doing. The fact that the people that we have on our team are, I have to say, I work with a whole bunch of rock stars and that, that makes us as effective as we can be. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we are big believers at Agurian and team members for sure. And it is great to have people like come up in the organization because it's not just like un the understanding of your, your product. It's like the cultural fluency 
as well that makes it easier. And I'm sure that's why when you have these teams that are both sales and marketing embedded together, it's that cultural fluency that probably allows for like really good conversations to unfold and you guys to get to the bottom of things. So that's exactly. really cool. And yeah. we, one of the things that I think that we invest heavily in is our hiring process. For instance, on our kind of combined customer partnership team, my counterpart on the sales side, we both interview every single person that comes onto our team. We both have to agree that person fits. We interview a lot on core values where we interview less on maybe prior experience or capability because those are right. all things that we feel that we can teach in-house. We can't really teach how do you get along with other people and how do you work and how do you innovate and think through things. So we hire yeah. a lot more based on what we call potential or, or core values than on um, specific capabilities and capacities. Yeah, that's awesome. Super smart. So you mentioned COVID. We're living in kind of a crazy world. So given like today's context, what are you seeing as the biggest challenges that you're facing today? Yeah, it's definitely been a, a whirlwind the past couple of months. So we, as I mentioned, work predominantly in the hospitality industry, which I know industries all across the globe and all over the place have been impacted by COVID, but hotels in particular have really been hit hard. Obviously, when there was shelter in place right at the beginning. And even now people are not really traveling. They're not staying in a lot of hotels. Um, I think the CEO of Marriott mentioned that the impacts of COVID were worse than 9-11 and the Great Depression combined. And it's probably the worst impact on hospitality in the history of recorded mankind or whatever. So I think for us, one of the things that we faced with right away was this balance of having to do our jobs and wanting to do our jobs. And in fact, knowing that Kipsu as a digital messaging platform could actually probably help these hotels communicate more safely and more effectively with their guests and balancing that with not being a total jerk by shoving our product in people's faces. And I think that was really hard, especially at the beginning, because the world was changing so fast. These hotels were laying people off at phenomenal rates. People were losing their jobs. The hotels were closing their doors. They didn't know what that was. And we really had to balance that messaging, which we actually at some point turned off our marketing completely and our outreach because we really live and breathe by this think customer first mentality. And we felt that no matter how much we thought we could help and we probably could help, that was not what was going on in their heads at that moment when they were worried about their staffs and their team and and just keeping their hotel running. Now it's like restarting the engines as we're starting to see certain markets open back up, Um, especially internationally. We work in about 45 countries now and just starting to see what those ecosystems look like and actually trying to figure out, okay, where do we go first? So it's been a lot of digging into data and figuring out where occupancy is, what that looks like and how to tackle where we're going next and how to restart this engine that we paused for a little while here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's super smart to take an empathetic approach to this at this point in time. Even today, it's still, we're not out of the woods and I can, I have a few friends who work in like the hospitality industry and yeah, it's decimated. Let's take a positive spin. Do you have any fun things that you're thinking about from a marketing perspective? Any ideas or experiments or what you might be most excited about now for the second half of 2020 and beyond? Yeah, for sure. One of the things that's been a really interesting thing that's come up in the last couple of months is you mentioned that we work in uh, higher ed. It's a somewhat new environment for us. We've only been in there the last couple of years, but we've seen really great results of helping RAs and professional staff connect with their students through the dorms and, and that kind of living um, situation. And the interesting thing that's happening right now is all of those institutions have to pivot dramatically based on what's happening with COVID and whether or not students can even be back on campus and what that sure. looks like if they're not on campus and how they stay in contact. And I think what's really interesting about the opportunity is that 
these are your institutions that in some ways haven't had to pivot for a hundred years. And I think they're really starting to shift into this digital world in a way that they've never really been had to or been forced to in the past. And we fit into this really great niche that we're helping them actually connect with students and maintain that engagement and maintain that um, communication despite all the chaos that might be happening on campus. And so I think we've really been building great relationships with universities and it's been a new piece of the puzzle for me because I'm traditionally more in the hospitality world, really new, interesting puzzle to be solved on that side. I just think like students, like messaging is so ubiquitous. It's so easy for them. And these institutions are probably like, oh my gosh, how can we even do messaging? And you guys can step in and say, hey, we got a perfect solution that you know that your students will love. So I think that's cool. Yeah. And I think universities have so many unique challenges around privacy and compliance and everything. And we've really built this solution that's tailored around it, which allows us to seamlessly fit into that world. But I think there's even more players besides students these days where parents are sending their 18 year olds off to college and the college may send them back home in two weeks or who knows what. And being able to maintain that communication through a channel that's more effective than email or anything like that. We're pretty excited to see how that's been fitting into this new normal, as they're calling it. That's so cool. Eva, I really appreciate your time. Uh, This has been awesome. Your like insights about how to even create these sales marketing teams in partnership, how you guys are like really focused on your people and focused on like your values. I think those are all things that anybody who's like running a SaaS company and trying to grow their company um, can take from. So this has been great. I really appreciate your time and we'll wrap up episode seven of How I Work. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the How I Work podcast with Josh Becerra. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe. To learn more about Agurian and for more digital marketing tips and insights, head to agurian.com.